This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. I was not planning on doing another one today, but the stupidity level in the Democratic political party just keeps boiling over and rising to the level of utter madness. When Joe Biden spoke at a Milwaukee, Wisconsin factory, trying to lie to the people, telling them that Bidenomics is working and that everyone's doing better since he became the president, that was mistake number one. But before he even took the stage, apparently he got lost. That's the only thing I can think of. And they had to put a black woman on the stage and make her apologize and take the blame for Biden, who was probably either A, napping, B, lost backstage somewhere, or C, completely unaware that he was supposed to be going on next. U.S. Representative, the African american 13% hyphenated minority female representative from the Wisconsin area, introduced Joe Biden, calling him to the stage. Well, let me just let the audio play for itself. This is hilarious. Join me in welcoming a really good friend of mine, someone who loves our community, somebody named, I think his name is Joe, Good old Joe, President Joe Biden, y'all. Okay, now let me stop it here. The camera panned away, it panned out so that you could see the whole stage with a big poster that says Bidenomics Investing in America, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This older black woman with her glasses standing before the podium with the presidential seal affixed to it is standing there stalling for time because obviously Joe Biden is nowhere to be found. She was told, get up there and introduce the president of the United States. Of this, I have no doubt. So she starts to do so. First, she lies and say, he a really good friend of mine. Y'all might know him as good old Joe. Good old Joe, Joe, Joe Biden, the president, Joe Biden. I'm going to actually back this up and start it over again and let it run through. It's 46 seconds total. Join me in welcoming a really good friend of mine. Yeah, he a good friend of yours. Someone who loves our community. Sure he do. He never been there before. Somebody named, I think his name is Joe. You know his name is Joe, girl. Good old Joe. Good old President Joe, Joe Biden, y'all. President Joe Biden, y'all. Yay, let's black it up a little bit. President Joe Biden, y'all. Anyway. The camera pans out. There's no Uh Joe Biden. Uh Uh-oh, she says. Uh Uh-oh. Where Joe at? Where Joe at, y'all? Where he be at? I'm a little underwhelmed, aren't you all? I'm a little underwhelmed. I think I messed up. I think I messed up. She starts to walk off. Y'all please vote for me, okay? And then she goes back and says, y'all please vote for me, okay? 46 seconds. Join me in welcoming a really good friend of mine. Someone who loves our community. Somebody named, I think his name is Joe. Good old Joe. President Joe Biden, y'all. Woo wee. We can do Joe Biden, y'all. Yeah, baby. Joe Biden. Uh oh. Well, I'm a little underwhelmed, aren't you all? I think I messed up. 
Y'all please vote for me, okay? Now she walks off the stage with her notes all rolled up in her hand. She walks away from the stage and still no Joe Biden. It takes several minutes for Joe Biden to finally get guided up the steps by whoever was his handlers, I guess Secret Service folks. Total, total shit show. Joe Biden, my friends. All right, let me see. If we go from Joe Biden, it says Joe Biden was skewered for claiming he witnessed a Pittsburgh bridge collapse. Another day, another lie. Alex Hall writes in Fox News, President Biden faced mockery and skepticism once again on social media after he lied and told a crowd on Tuesday that he watched a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh last year. He was there touting his economic policies known as Bidenomics during that Milwaukee, Wisconsin speech at a wind turbine generator factory. He brought up a 2022 bridge collapse. He said, a lot of you were with me when I was in Pittsburgh. By the way, Pittsburgh is a city of bridges, more bridges in Pittsburgh than any other city in America. That too, by the way, is a lie. Then he went on with his lie saying, I watched that bridge collapse. I got there and saw it collapse with over 200 feet off the ground going over a valley. It collapsed. Thank God school was out during the pandemic. The whole thing is an absolute lie and I want you to hear it firsthand. That's not all. Until this year, this company didn't think it made sense to make chargers for electric vehicles in the United States. But then, when I signed the bipartisan infrastructure again, which, which Ron Johnson and his friends didn't vote, they all voted against, that law invests $7.5 billion to build a network of thousands of electric vehicle chargers stretching across the country, including on I-94, by the way. Oh, sorry, that's the wrong clip, but you get the idea. Infrastructure. He must be taking speaking lessons from John Fetterman over there in Pennsylvania. Anyway, Biden was touting his policies during a stop at that wind turbine generator, lying about having witnessed the bridge collapse. I'm trying to find the actual speech, and some of, as usual, it has been pulled completely from the World Wide Web. Isn't it funny how when he gets caught in a lie or a series of lies, suddenly the willing mainstream media and their social media counterparts on the web just start pulling the actual audio and video right out of there. Newsweek's Brad Palumbo says a year later, President Biden's Inflation Reduction Act is a total flop. Well, he already admitted last week that it was not an Inflation Reduction Act, but was actually a health care bill. He just called it the Inflation Reduction Act because he's an idiot, or that's what they told him to say. He doesn't know whether he's coming or going, and neither does Cameltoe Harris, because now she is stumbling over her words. The question is, in wealthy living, can any of the Democrats get it together in time for the election? According to an article in the Wealthy Living publication, Vice President Cameltoe Harris known for her dumb speeches, was found at the center of controversy following her remarks at the 2023 Essence Festival, way down yonder in New Orleans, y'all. Ms. Cameltoe Harris, during her appearance, offered her perspective on culture, saying, Culture is 
It is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And we should always find time to express how we feel at the moment, about the moment. This is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. People were laughing at her, not with her. She then continued, We have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and a connection to how people are experiencing life, and I think about it in that way, too. What? It's like she throws a bunch of nonsensical words together. Sounds like a child trying to give a report on a book they haven't read in class. It is cringeworthy. But it's just like what she says, just like what he says, when he says what she says, and she says what he says. And fox and socks and bricks and blocks, sir. And this would make a great Dr. Seuss story, sir. Get it? It makes no sense. I am qualified to be a Democratic president or vice president with that nonsensical string of words I just spouted to you. Switching gears here, California opts for fossil fuels in order to keep the lights on during the extreme heat wave. Wes Ventiker writes in the Politico publication, California will now have to rely on three natural gas plants on its southern coast in order to keep the electricity flowing during the extreme heat events following approval on Tuesday. Remember, this is the state that is trying to get you to stop using all fossil fuels immediately, despite knowing that they don't have the infrastructure to rely on wind, solar, and other means of generating electricity. The State Water Resources Control Board approved a Newsom administration plan to keep three natural gas-fired power plants online now all the way through 2026, as opposed to closing them this year, as had been previously planned. If I were the utility company running those plants, I'd say, nope, sorry, we've already got the plans in the works to decommission these things. We're going to go ahead and shut them down and demolish them because that's what you liberal, progressive, woke Democrats want from us. And to hell with your needs for electricity from other sources, we are going to continue shutting down the plant all three of them. But the administration says the plants, which together can power more than two and a half million homes, are now suddenly crucial and needed to keep the lights on when the high heat of global warming threatens to trigger the rolling blackouts. And the facilities will only allegedly be used when forecast major surges in energy demand come forward. I'm telling you, friends, they don't know their ass from a hat. It is one of those big, bright ideas. By the way, people who live near those three plants have accused the board members and state officials of breaking promises to close the plants as far back as the year 2020, and then promising to close them by December 31st of this year, and yet failing to provide carbon-free replacements for those natural gas plants. Extreme weather events are being blamed and the board of the Department of Water Resources, who is in charge of the Reserve Energy Program, has had to sign an extension to their contract with the Southern California Natural Gas Plant Operators 
in order now to extend the life of those plants, pushing off the death sentence at a cost of $1.2 billion now. The board's approval is required because the plants rely on ocean water to keep them cool. The facilities suck in and spit out about 633 billion gallons in this three-year extension. Claims by environmentalist nutjobs are that up to 2,400 pounds of fish that get pinned to the intake screens and many thousands of other organisms from seals to turtles get pinned to the intake structure and kill them. 2,400 pounds of fish, not that many fish if you ask me, over the course of a three-year lifespan. Cut me some slack, my friends. They don't know what they're doing. They have no actual viable solutions. And because of that, they now have to rely once again on the evil fossil fuels that they despise so much. Oh, the West Coast is burning, and not just from wildfires, not just from the heat wave, but they're burning right now from the loss of businesses who are closing and relocating by the thousands. And a luxury department store in San Francisco is now threatening to close down after 162 years in business, describing San Francisco, Nancy Pelosi's city, Gavin Newsom's city, as, quote, unlivable for its residents and unsafe for its staff and its customers. The owner of the San Francisco luxury retailer Gumps, no relation to Forrest, warned that this holiday season coming will likely be their last. The owner attributed this to rising crime, homelessness, drug use, and the fact that people just don't go to work in downtown San Francisco anymore because many of them are working from home in other parts of the state and in other parts of the country. John Chakas said, San Francisco is unlivable for its residents, unsafe for our employees, and unwelcoming to visitors. The owner of an upmarket San Francisco retailer that first opened way back in 1861. Think about that. When this San Francisco retailer opened, slavery was still legal, lawful trade in the United States of America, but not in California. The owner of that upmarket San Francisco retailer, Gumps, that first opened in 1861 while America still had slaves, has warned that rising crime and homelessness in San Francisco means this could be its last year in operation. This company sells luxury home decor and fine jewelry, amongst other things. They say that the company is preparing for the holiday season, but they fear this may be our last because of the profound erosion of the city's current condition. Gumps, by the way, is located just off Union Square in greater downtown San Francisco. Mr. Chakas made these remarks in an open letter to California Governor Gavin Newsom. The Democrat governor, who is also eyeing a possible run for the presidency should Joe Biden croak or some other way be forced out of office. In that open letter to Gavin Newsom and San Francisco's current mayor, London Breed, as well as the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, he criticized their lack of leadership. He published a paid-for ad in the Sunday edition of the waning San Francisco Chronicle 
which you can find most Monday mornings lining bird cages. Chakas wrote, The ramifications of COVID policies advising people to abandon their offices are only beginning to be understood. What a wise guy this is. The surge in remote working during the pandemic caused an exodus of workers from states like New York and California. They moved instead to Texas and Florida in search of lower taxes, lower costs of living, better climates, a chance to escape the hustle and bustle of big crime-ridden cities like San Francisco. In fact, San Francisco's population declined by 7.5% between April 2020 and July of 2022. It's now less than a million. The current population of San Francisco, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, is around 808,400 residents. A lot of that migration during the pandemic was office workers who could afford the hefty fees associated with relocating, people who would then be potentially gump customers simply leaving town. According to Chakas's open letter, quote, Equally devastating have been a litany of destructive San Francisco strategies, including allowing the homeless to occupy our sidewalks, to openly distribute and use illegal drugs, to harass the public and defile the city's street, you know, with large human feces and urine running down the sidewalks. Chakas continued, such abject disregard for civilized conduct makes San Francisco unlivable for its residents, unsafe for our employees, and unwelcoming to visitors from around the world. Indeed, friends of mine who just left to go back to France said their time in America was an eye-opener. They thought coming here they would find beautifully paved roads, well-dressed and well-mannered people, beautiful technological advances, but instead, when they went to San Francisco, they found what they told me were third world country-like conditions, and they feared for their safety and could not wait to go back to Europe. Statistics from the city of San Francisco and the county of San Francisco state that crime rates fluctuate each year and that the number of reported robberies fell since 2017. But there have been more incidences of burglary and motor vehicle theft since the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus pandemic began. Data from the city and county also showed that since 2016, police in the city have been getting slower to respond to high priority calls such as live gunshots, in progress burglaries, and multi car pileups. Some people say the city is much dirtier. Incidents of graffiti have risen since the pandemic. And with a particular surge in graffiti abatement requests in early 2023, the public works team has been slower to respond. Many retailers are closing stores in the city, including Old Navy, Amazon Go, Whole Foods, and others. The management citing staff safety, plunging sales, and rising incidences of theft in their locations. My friends, the go woke, go broke mentality has become the go woke, go broke reality in San Francisco and many other cities throughout America. This is the Truth Hurts program. Hey, how's that Bidenomics working out for you? Stacy Fernandez writes in the publication Daily Dot, we're all in our Great Depression era. 
This is how much a small McDonald's fries costs these days. The question is why? In a viral video, a McDonald's customer called out the fast food chain for just how much they're charging for a small order of French fries. In this video, a woman who describes herself as Jacqueline appears to be sitting in her car after picking up her food order at a local McDonald's. She asks the viewers as she holds up a small French fry bag that's not even halfway full, quote, do you know how much a small French fry from McDonald's costs? She gives viewers a second to think about the answer before she reveals it. After tax, she says, $2.96. At the end of the clip, she exclaims loudly, after tax, $3 for one potato. But from the looks of the bag of French fries that she actually held up, which was only halfway full, I'm not sure that she got a whole potato. The rise in price at this popular burger chain appears to be part of the trend of shrinkflation brought on by Bidenomics. Shrinkflation is a combination of the words shrink and inflation, and when it's combined, it refers to how products tend to shrink in size or quantity while either remaining the same price or increasing in price, so the average consumer ends up paying much more for much less product. And it's not just the fries at Mickey D's that are shrinking while the prices go up. The patties for their hamburgers are getting thinner. Pringles cans are less full. Chipotle catering portions are much smaller, but the prices are either the same or going up. The video has over a half a million views and a thousand comments, and one of the commenters had a caption reading, We're all in our Great Depression era. Thanks, Joe Biden. Many other commenters, McDonald's isn't worth the price anymore. Yeah, I've been pretty much priced out of McDonald's. I can spend the same amount of money at a local place. It's not good food for the price. Yeah, I can't go to McDonald's anymore. I can go to a real sit-down restaurant for around the same price. I do not go to McDonald's anymore, even with the app. It's expensive now. When I get a craving, I go to a local place for fresh-cut French fries and pay the same price. But now I get actually more potatoes hot and fresh, another one wrote. My friends, Joe Biden did this to all of you. He is calling it Bidenomics. And you need to remember that term when you go to the polls next November and vote Joe Biden and Camel Toe Harris and the entire Democratic Party off, out, goodbye, history. Meanwhile, Mediaite reports, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the quota hire, posts a tweet apparently meant for Biden's account when I ran for president. White House Press Secretary, the quota hire, Little French Dip, Corrine Jean-Pierre, raised eyebrows on Tuesday after she appeared to publish a Twitter post that was meant for Joe Biden's eyes only. In a since-deleted post to her official press secretary account, French Dip wrote, quote, Investing in America means investing in all of America. When I ran for president, I made a promise that I would leave no part of the country behind. Unquote. This post was deleted almost immediately, but many savvy online archive services made sure in screenshots that the viral post made it to social media. Critics are saying, no, my friends, Corrine Jean-Pierre has not run for president, at least not to the best of my knowledge. Today News Africa White House correspondent Simon Ateba, who has been in a long-running feud with French Dip in the White House briefing room, said that. He wrote, oh, wow, they tweeted from the wrong account. Press sec 
Corrine Jean-Pierre has not run for president, at least not to the best of my knowledge. And then he copied her tweet under it. Joe Concha on Fox News writes, Welp, I guess we know who's been writing President Biden's tweets for him. Corrine Jean-Pierre, not good. White House intern, also not good. The person who left cocaine at the White House, really not good. Social media's users have long speculated whether Biden, who turns 81 in November, actually writes his own social media posts. I tend to doubt it. That since-deleted post on French dip John Pierre's Twitter account, however, has yet to reappear on any of Biden's social media pages. Another rut-row moment for the Biden White House. And do you expect anything more or anything better? Come on, my friends. Get over it. Joe Biden's a joke. How's this heat standing up for you? You liking the summer heat? It ain't global warming, my friends, at least not man-caused. But look to the future. Only a few short months away, the Farmer's Almanac is now releasing its long-term winter weather forecast. It's predicting blizzards, far below average temperatures, and heavy snowfall for much of the United States of America. The centuries-old publication uses a proprietary formula considering factors like sunspots and lunar tides to make their predictions, just like I tell you on the Truth Hurts program constantly and continuously. It's got absolutely nothing to do with man-caused climate change. The district attorney in Georgia has proposed a March 4th start date for Trump's Georgia election interference trial. Fulton County DA, the Blafrican American female, Fanny Willis, has beat on propose a March start date for the trial of former president, Donna Trump, and 18 others on charges related to efforts to overturn the 2020 election results in the state of Georgia. The court filing proposes a start date of March 4th, one day before the Super Tuesday presidential primaries. Isn't that convenient? And you didn't believe me when I told you this entire sham scam was politically motivated. Shame on you. You should always listen to Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program where we tell it like it is. Even though sometimes, my friends, the truth hurts. Yes, Miss Willis has a goal to adversely affect the next election while she pretends that this trial is supposedly about the last election. Can you imagine if Donald Trump's people had been doing this to Hillary Clinton when she tried to call out the 2016 race as being Russia, Russia, Russia misinformation? Imagine if the Trump administration had decided to go after Hillary Clinton and all of her people in open court to accuse her of election interference. In light of the defendant Donald John Trump's other criminal and civil matters pending in the courts of our sister sovereigns, the state of Georgia proposes certain deadlines that do not conflict with these other courts already scheduled hearings and trial dates. Oh, that's very polite of you, Ms. Willis. You joke. You racist, anti-American joke. I want to go back to San Francisco here for just one moment in the Bloomberg publication. Owners of San Francisco's office towers, shopping centers, hotels, and homes are flooding the country with appeals to slash their property assessments and their tax payments as real estate prices sink in the beleaguered city. 
Some of the world's largest landlords, including the Brookfield Corporation and Blackstone, have filed for assessment cuts. The volume of appeals have doubled ever since the pandemic and since Joe Biden took office. Assessments for this uh, fiscal year went out in early July. New appeals are expected to surge to request reductions. The price value of property is in the toilet in San Francisco, probably because of the way the Democrats run the city, run the state, and run that place into the ground. Mark Ong is the founder of the independent tax representatives firm. He said it's like drinking from a fire hose. His firm has filed five appeals on $11 billion worth of San Francisco property just in the last year alone. He says he's done it for 37 years and has never had a year quite like this one. It speaks volume for Bidenomics and the fact that everyone is leaving San Francisco the crap hole that it is. And that's naughty, nasty Nazi Pelosi's own district. Well, will you look at the time, my friends? We've run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a wonderful Wednesday, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts program network, all rights reserved. This program is pre-recorded at Studio 63. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is pre-recorded. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts program network, all rights reserved.